Shumrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the tiny room for the final time of the year. It's the last of the year. You don't talk before I introduce you. That's one of the rules. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, now, let me tell you a tale. <laughs> uh, ben, hello, just say hello now. You've ruined, Hi, you've hello. Ben's Hi. here. He's ruined the usual conceit. <gasps> the music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything. <laughs> Hell! <laughs> wow! All right, uh, so things are just gone out the window, ladies and gentlemen. This year is the it's the long Mickey's. That's what we're calling a it. A big long Mickey for we're, our favorite things. We're going to give the, the our traditional Ben our third. Uh, these are our third annual and first first decadal decadal Mickey awards. Yes, but before we do any of that, go on. We do have to talk about some other things. There are other things on the list, Michael, yes. As the decade comes to an end, Ben. Ah, oh, tragically. So does a great institution, Marvel Television. That's a matter of opinion, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? It is a very much a it matter of opinion. very much a matter of opinion. I would see it as a, a, a welcome farewell. Good. And, Ben, it looks like the last thing to be produced... Well, no, actually, this week, uh, Runaways Season 3 came out. Okay. I think it all came out in one go. Okay. They were like, just get it out. Just, just, get, just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Just like jettison a, it. Like a big poo. Yes. Just, just, just get, get it all out in one squeeze. Oh, thank God it's over. Clock and Dagger are in it. It's a crossover. I don't care. And also, Ben, I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season seven is yet to come. Yes, it is. It has been what? produced. And I think that will be the last hurrah. Where we which, still don't acknowledge anything that happened in the Marvel Universe. Well, no, it, Agents... Oh, yeah, well, like the last two <laughs> the last two years have been ridiculous. Basically, basically, Infinity War ruined Marvel TV's efforts to say it's all connected anyway. Good. But, Ben, it looks like that the future of the Marvel television going forward will just be the, the Netflix shows, which are the movie characters, which is what we really wanted in the first place, wasn't Netflix it? Netflix shows. Not Netflix. Disney Plus? Disney Plus shows. Disney Plus. Disney Plus what, Ben? Disney Plus a bloody good time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I see what you've done. So, yeah. Ben, speaking of Netflix, though. Yes. Something which did come out today. Go on. We've said not to do that voice, Benjamin. Go on. Uh, (laughs) The thing that did come out was The Witcher. Yeah, it came out yesterday. And we saw everyone's front bits. Last week. Yeah. Haven't haven't watched any of The Witcher, Michael. Haven't had time. Neither have I, Ben. Oh, great podcast. No bloody time. Top class podcast. Apparently it's fine. I do enjoy that um, the the various fragile white white redditor subreddits are just having a field day with the fact that some of the female characters that they've played alongside in the games and stuff are now um, of a different ethnicity or race, and they're just like, "Oh, they did my girl dirty," which has double layered meanings, and it's disgusting. Michael. Oh, that's not great. They're having a fit. Who's a different color? Is it Siri? It's Siri. Yeah, Siri doesn't have a red hair. She's got. No, Siri has white hair. No, no, which no, the one with the red hair. Who's the character with the red hair in the games? She's got very red hair. Scarlet almost. Triss. Triss, yeah. Triss is Triss is, Triss is not white with red hair. That was terrible podcasting as I just stared blankly into space <laughs> trying to remember everyone's names. If only you were a meme, I would have put Hello Darkness. That, my old that would have friend. been good. That's what happened to Ben Affleck in that infamous video. He was trying to remember the <laughs> he name. He was trying to remember everything. A supporting character from <laughs> a, a show he kind of was familiar with. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, I'm enjoying the, the kind of meltdown that people are having. Michael, there's yes. a bit of controversy, a controversy, if you will. There is, Ben. Yes, go on, tell us. Oh, you want me to that. tell you? Yes. Ben, the Entertainment Weekly 
probably the world's biggest kind of popular culture news and fan site. Yeah, we always see the little the little logo, the little, little EW watermark down yeah. the corner of various images being when leaked when we're stealing their content. Yes, um, very important. They had two professional reviewers, Ben. Not like us, not half amateur. No, paid. Paid professionals. Paid professionals. People who do it and receive money, not people who do it at their own expense. And hope to receive money (laughs) one day. Mostly at their own expense, though. Um, And they were given the five-episode screener. That's pretty common, Ben, in a ten-episode series. Sound. You get five of them. Yes. So... You know, even if you do spoil it, you've only spoiled it to halfway and you get people excited and interested. It's a little bit of an oomph. And they did a very post-millennial review of it, which was a chat between two colleagues. And one of them... Almost like a podcast. Yeah, exactly, kind of. And one of them... I mean, the whole thing is terrible, isn't it? It's a terrible show. And it's like, yeah, well, it was so terrible, I only watched one episode of it. And then the other guy's like, I sat through the second episode and then I skipped to the fifth. It was ridiculous. I couldn't tell what was going on. Very bad reviewing. Michael, that would be like if you and I went at the beginning of every movie we reviewed. Yes. Sat there for a little while and went, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. And then said, well, the ending was terrible. I didn't understand at all what was going on. It's like if we took a, a break in the middle of For every a movie poo. we went to see. Exactly. And then came back and were like, well, I've missed over an hour and 45 minutes of this film and I have no idea what's going on. That's a very big poo, Ben. <laughs> a very big poo. I need more fibre in my diet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a ridiculous thing for two professional reviewers to professional admit. Professional reviewers, Ben. <laughs> they get paid to review. It's literally their job. We just want to break even. We, we <laughs> if anything, I'd settle for for just coming in a little under. Yeah, <laughs> a just little a, under broke just even. A tiny bit. Yeah, Instead I mean, hemorrhaging the cash that we do. Here's what's going on, though, right? At least, Ben, we have just said now we haven't seen it, so we're reviewing the review of it. But how very dare they review something that they haven't watched and then give it a bad review? And give it a bad review and just say, "Oh well, I didn't understand what was going on by episode five because I skipped episode three, four. Yeah, no wonder. And only kind of half paid attention to episode two because the names were too hard to remember. Because oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, the names are too hard to remember. Too hard to remember. Oh, where too hard to remember the names. Oh, at least when we don't remember names, Michael, we make a little bit of a joke. Yeah, or just jape, make them if up. You will. Yeah, or we just say that we don't remember the names Ben look let's stop comparing ourselves to either the EW or the Witcher look if EW wants to hire a couple of lads who could actually use the money and won't skip bloody episodes we'll uh, just not watch them (laughs) we'll just not watch them and then not do the review so our review of the Witcher is look lads we haven't bloody seen it we haven't bloody seen it it's probably fine could be good could be bad sure who's to say apparently a lot of nudity it's trying sure. to feel great. I'm looking forward to going home and watching it right now. It's trying to fill the Game of Thrones gap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could fill my Game of Thrones gap anytime, oh, Callipy. Oh. <laughs> oh, moving swiftly Let's along, ladies and gentlemen. Along, ben. We went to a Wednesday night cinema club. We did a Wednesday night cinema club with good friend of the podcast, Jim, yes. and good friend of the podcast, Shane. Yes. And what film did we see this time? We went and saw bloody, bloody Star Wars. Are we going to end it properly? Oh, bloody, maybe, maybe not. Right. So here we go, Ben. Let's just do a little spoilers warning. Yes, full spoilers. We're pretty early out the gate here. Uh, let's are we? be honest. Yeah, is, are we it now? came. Yeah, it's been I think out we're about a week late, aren't we? No, well, it came out on Wednesday. This is this will be. Oh, on, we are. We are okay. on Monday. Okay. You know, a lot of people won't have seen it. A lot of people won't have seen it. A lot it. of people will have seen well, it. We do a little spoiler-free review. No. Because I don't trust you. Okay, well, that's <laughs> to be fair. frank, very fair. <laughs> I don't trust you very not to spoil it. Bloody fair. So we'll try and do the first like six or seven minutes without spoiling too much. But then that can't be guaranteed. So look, you've been warned. Yeah, giving your heads up. So anyway, go on. Bloody, bloody stuff happens. Oh yeah. 
and well, ben, some people like what happened. I'm going to interrupt you straight away because I don't. First of all, I don't care what the internet thinks about this, so I don't want to. Well, hear that's what, why I'm here. I I'm, don't want to hear what the Reddit, the Star Wars Reddit, thinks. I don't care about them. There's an entire fan base outside of the Star Wars. I, fan I, I don't care about them. All right, so we're going to go. Okay, we're going to approach this as if the fan base doesn't exist. Yeah, which it probably <laughs> won't after this one. <laughs> Zing. Got them. Um, but yeah, okay, so we're going to approach it from a purely movie point of view. Yes. Non-existing. Are we are we treating it as part of a trilogy, or are we treating it as no, a standalone no, no. film? No, no, no. You you can't take this movie out of context without Ex- without addressing good. either the overall saga or the trilogy, or even the relationship with fans or the bloody elephant in the room. Yeah, which is what is that? Just all of it. Um, <laughs> it's all awkward, and nobody wants to talk about it. Um, no, okay. Let's 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 come at it. Let's. We went to see Rise of Skywalker. Yes. At Wednesday Cinema Club. Yes. The four Thursday. of us went in. Five of us went in. Sorry, Shane's good lady friend was there. Yes. Um, yeah, you've omitted her. The five, what, you've whitewashed re- her out, been of re- the, out of the podcast. Um, um, anyway, she's, she was there as well. Yes. And she also watched the film. Yes, she did. Um, and it's... it's Look, it's, a bloody, it's, the last, it's the last of the, the nine movie plan that George Lucas had put together. Is it? <sighs> Look, Ben, my, here's my thought on this, right? Remember... This, the and again, I'm nearly contradicting myself because I'm talking about fan reaction, but I'm not going to be talking about the fans' reaction. Okay. Remember, <laughs> remember the original films, Ben. Do you remember them? The 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 very the first three, the, the nineteen the nineteen seventies through eighties, nineteen seventies early eighties. Yeah, so people yes. kind of liked them. Yeah, maybe not the last one so much. Yeah. And the first one was kind of in retrospect uh, fine, but you know, number two was good. Number two, number two is an all time classic, but people <laughs> liked them. Then they made the new ones. The next three. Oh, the bloody prequels. The prequels. People didn't really oh, like those so much. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Massively financially successful. Yeah, because, you know, Star Enormously. Wars. But also, Ben, beloved by their own generation. Yes, there is There is a whole... Well, you're not, you're not letting me talk about fan bases. But anyway, look, they're needless... Suffice to say, liked. Yes, liked by some people, hated by, by others. Yeah. And unfortunately, Ben, and this is going to go back into the territory that you find interesting, this last trilogy seems to be... Based around it's it's very reactionary. They do, yeah. Look, um, I think one of the to to mention another Star Wars franchise just very very quickly, um, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. One of the things that people have noted about the fan base around the Mandalorian is the fan base is not divided. Mm. I think it's terrible news for your fan base if the most noteworthy thing about a new Star Wars series is that people aren't bitching and moaning about it and calling each other cooks and libtards about it, um, which is very, very interesting. Look, um, the new series, I think, is, is... very Disney. We started with The Force Awakens. I don't agree with you on that at all. That's fair enough. Um, Anyway, um, I think the fan base lost their minds because, first of all, the fan base seems to think that they get to decide what happens in Star Wars. Talking about the fan base too much, Ben. Let's not talk about... Let's avoid that. Force Awakens comes along, we get a brand new cast of of characters. (laughs) We get get a bloody Lady Jedi in Rey. Rey without a second name. Okay, um, we get a former stormtrooper, yeah, also known as Finn, yeah, uh, and we get a bloody Han Solo step in, uh, also known as Poe Dameron. Right, Ben, <laughs> get off Reddit for ten minutes. It's too no, late. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, right, look, the reaction to the prequels was people don't like the prequels. No, they don't. So when it came to Rise of Skywalker, they essentially remade the last the, the, the original the first, trilogy. The, they remade the first film, the original characters, yeah. and they said, hey, you guys didn't really like 
when we tried cool. to change things so up. So here's, here's something like the original. What do you think of that? And people reacted to it, and people were very positive. But there was a little bit of backlash. Yeah. It was very financially successful. Very. People liked the new characters. Yes. It sold a lot of toys. It did. Um, Which may have been the goal all along. And it was more critically well-received than any of the prequels. Yeah, fair enough. Then... People said, in a bit of retrospect, I really enjoyed that, but you know what? It was just the first one again, wasn't it? But with new special effects and different people. That's how I felt about it when I watched it eventually. So I then they made The Last Jedi and said, all right, then we'll bloody... We'll, here's, here's shake up the bucket. We'll shake up your bucket for you, you sons of bitches. Here's a Star Wars unlike anything you've seen before. And in retrospect, yeah. having watched that one just before we watched this one, uh-huh. Michael... Um, some very, some very risque decisions taken there. Yeah. Some, some real efforts to make, to make something new, to now make you, something solid. Do you know that risque means sexually suggestive? Yeah. Not risky. No, you know, remember they had the, the light dildos as opposed yes, to the Yes, that was pretty that risque, was pretty risque actually. Yeah, and they were waving them around. I was really surprised to see that in a Disney film. Yes. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> the risks that they took, I'm just going to say risky because that's the word. Uh, the risks that they took, Ben, risque. didn't seem to really pay off. No, God. Although, God bless The him. Last Jedi... This is taking. This is way too long because we keep interrupting. We're going to have to keep going. The Last Jedi, um, critically, pretty well received. Very well received, Michael. Critics um, tended to like it a, a bit more than fans. In fairness, some of the decisions, mm-hmm. very interesting choices from a storytelling point decision. of view. Exactly. Now, Ben, we get to my point. Literally six minutes later, uh-huh. is that this film is a new course correction. Back in the opposite direction. Yes, it's a course, 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 it's course, a course, course, correction, course, correction. correction, correction. <laughs> and in fact, if you look at it, the entire Star Wars film industry since the first three has been about course corrections. Yeah, we're trying to adjust. We're trying to tweak. Yeah. They're always, and I think it's too, look at Ben, what is the most successful film series of all time? The Marvel bloody films. Michael and Benjamin's podcast. No, we've never done films. a film. Have we? We did a Christmas ad. We did a Christmas ad, which you can check out now on our YouTube channel. Yeah, Go for our it. com. But what was I saying? Uh, yes. Marvel films. Marvel films. Not very reactionary. No, they, they can't made, be. They made a plan and they stuck to it. They retconned some characters pretty hard. They did. Gave them some tweaks. And they, and, they, and they mushed things around a bit. But they don't seem to go on the Reddit, basically. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't panic about yeah. what, what certain people think about their film. And my biggest criticism of this last film was the entire thing seemed to be an apology for The Last Jedi. That, that is exactly... It's, a, it's an apology tour. And um, in turn, The Last Jedi was an apology for The Force Awakens. Was it? Yeah, because they were like, hey guys, we know you didn't like that. It was too similar and we didn't take any risks. Here you go. So here's a bloody bucket of risks. And in the same way, The Force Awakens was an apology for the prequels. Yeah. So the whole thing is just... It's been one long apology lap. It's one long <laughs> apology lap. That's what has disappointed me. Um, yeah, so I, I think we can get a little bit more into to spoilers yeah, here. Um, I think they're trying to fit, in line with what you were saying, they're trying to fit an awful lot of movies into one movie. Um, there was a lot of character development. There was a lot of team building exercises going on team in... Team building exercises, 1999. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. In the Flight of the Concords. And um, they, stuffed, they were stuffing a lot in there. Um, mm. And there was a lot of, as you put it, box checking. Or, did, did I say that? Box ticking? Uh, box ticking, box checking, both are fine. They were, they were, trying, to, they were trying to do what fans wanted. Hey, remember when Luke Skywalker threw his lightsaber away and you were pretty upset? Well, he catches it well, in this one. Well, he catches it in this one and uh, says, that's no way to treat a lightsaber. <laughs> that's no way to treat a bloody weapon bitch. of the Jedi. Yeah, um, yeah look, there's a, there's a couple of things there that weren't so bad. There were a couple of things I enjoyed. I, I think 
as I've said before, the iconography of, of Star Wars is hard to avoid. There are mm-hmm. certain things that you see and you just go a little bit like, ooh, I've seen that there's before. A, there's that's, an X-Wing. That's a bit of my childhood. Um, and, and we like that. Um, but there are other things that the film does that that's kind of very messy and a, a poor choice in retrospect. So I suppose, can we do a big spoiler? We, yeah, we do full spoilers. Okay. We warned everyone. So big spoiler is Palpatine is back. That's not a big spoiler. Okay. That was in the trailer six months ago. Oh, Christ's sake. Um, <laughs> it was Pal- just in case right, right just in right. case no everyone knows that Palpatine is back he's back and I, I suppose one of the big complaints I would have about that is the, what the hell was that redemption arc for Darth Vader in the original trilogy what was going on there There was well, no, if, he, if he never died if he never got chucked over the edge Palpatine yeah Palpatine he just he gets he gets ah. It, un- it, un- it undoes a lot of that effort. I disagree because he still defeated the Emperor at least temporarily and saved his son from the dark side. Nah. He's still uh, it's still a redemption arc for Vader. Vader's redemption arc is still better than than this one. <laughs> That's what, true. What, what Kylo Ren's bloody <laughs> redemption right. arc. Yeah. Here right, hold on. There's two I have two points to go make. On. Go, go, go. The first point is this film is so deathly risk averse. It really is. Like it's, it's playing it safe. It does a couple of big things and undoes them in the next scene. As quickly as they bloody can. Again, full spoilers here again. Chewie is killed. But. Uh, but. Next scene. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, he's absolutely fine. C-3PO's memory is wiped. He says goodbye to all of his friends. That was a really but, nice moment. Yeah. But don't worry though. He's fine in the next scene. No, he's grand. And then Ray makes the ultimate sacrifice and dies. But. Don't worry. Uh, don't worry. He got better. We got it. Uh, also. Mm-hmm. Also, they blow up an entire planet that has Poe Dameron's old connections. At, well, but everybody oh, got off the planet. Got off. Everyone we oh. ever met got off. How did they bloody know? Uh, yeah, they couldn't it, have known. No. Also, that was so. That's my first point. Yeah, that any big move this movie makes instantly undoes it. The only one it doesn't undo is the death of Leia, which is very understated anyway, because obviously they didn't have footage because of Carrie Fisher Leia. wasn't there. Yeah, she wasn't there because Carrie Fisher's Carrie dead. Fisher passed away. Yeah. Um, the last Jedi. Everyone came back. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Everyone had a cameo. Like, Bloody Harrison Ford came back. Harrison Ford came as back. A, as a memory ghost? I think so. Or just he's, a memory? He's not a force ghost. He's, he's, a, he's a memory ghost. He's looking rough, isn't he? <laughs> Harrison's looking Harrison rough. Harrison looked rough as. I was like, ooh. Yeah, ooh. Even his voice, he doesn't have the classic kind of Harrison Ford voice no, anymore. I was like, oh. But anyway, here, look. Let's compare it, for example, to another end to a, a series, Avengers Infinity War. Okay. No, sorry, Endgame. Yes. Endgame did a lot of... I know you weren't a huge Endgame fan. I wasn't a huge Endgame fan, but it was a very good film. But do you remember in Endgame when Cap is... It looks like the Avengers have been defeated and there's this vast army and things yes. are going badly. And then a portal opens and up. And a portal opens up. And every character we've met over the last 15 years... Is suddenly there. ...comes pouring out. And Star Wars. Sense. Star Wars does that. It does its own moment It of tries that. very hard to do that. Exactly. So they're losing the final battle and then... All of a bloody sudden. All of a sudden. Not without some warning. Like, we know oh, this no, is kind we knew of the plan. This was, the, this was the, the, um, the big plan. Everyone shows up to help, but there's no one we know there. And they try to do that. I think they have a couple of the actors from the original trilogy as X-Wing pilots yeah, and stuff but like that. that. I mean, but that doesn't mean anything to the new generation of Star Wars fans. they unrecognisable. The, yeah. the only recognisable characters are um, Lando Calrissian. Lando. Who went off to get them. Yeah. So we knew he was we coming We knew back. he was coming. And bloody Poe's girlfriend, who we thought had died, but we'd only met her 15 minutes We'd only minutes met her before. 15 minutes previous. <laughs> I think that's one of the most interesting things. Um, there, There's a lot of forced 
um, kind of bonding of characters that doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm. Like, <laughs> speaking of Poe Dameron's former flame, mm-hmm. she gets the shit kicked out of her by Ray, and then she's like, "Oh, I like you. Oh, I like you. I know you don't care, but I like you. You're sassy." And, it, and I was like, "What? What? 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 Oh, <laughs> she was just about to hand her over to the bloody Imperials." Yeah. Um, and then look, there's there's a lot of weird pushed force dynamics where it's like oh you you son of a bitch you're back you're, I'm in I'm in um, and there's a lot of that going on which doesn't really read as well as it should my on, other on my occasions. other point of comparison with Endgame, with Endgame was going to be uh, the snap uh, Iron yeah. Man's snap at the end they do a very similar thing where you know Thanos says I am an Ertel and he says yeah well I'm Iron Man so in your face and then this, he says, I am all the Sith. And I am she all says, the Sith. I am all the Jedi, you son of a bitch. And then she dies to kill him. And she gives a snap. But she, she gets better. Gauntlet for no reason yeah. at the end of the film. But I don't know where that came from. No, you've, was you're confused now. Ah, but then she gets better. She gets better. Well, she gets better through the power of love. The power of... The power of, of love. The force or whatever. Force but love. That would be like Ooh, if... No, force love is no good. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We're all about consent here at the podcast. Um, that would be like if Nebula had sacrificed herself to bring Iron Man back at the end of Endgame. Doesn't really make a lot of sense. It wouldn't have been great. But look, it's a treat for the eyes. It's a visual feast. Yeah. And uh, even The Last Jedi had some very strong visual mm. moments. Um, like, visually speaking, they've been a solid bunch of films. Mm. I'm not going to complain about them mm. from that point of view. Um, I think... All the characters are likeable as well. They're much more likeable, I think, in the in the third film then they are their chemistry is a lot more believable well they're actually together as a three that's I think that's how it's done when, I think one of the big things about the, the Last Jedi outside of any kind of fan reaction or anything like that the characters are all separated and they mm-hmm. go on their own little arc and it doesn't necessarily read very well when they come back together you don't again Poe has only known Rey for a very short period very of time very short time and he's like oh I need to get back to Rey why? and the whole point of the whole message for Poe in that middle film was you have to learn to trust a woman who is, yeah, pro- who is concealing her plan for some reason, and also has a terrible message, which is not a great message. Mm. Like she, that that's one of the big put your blind trust in people. <laughs> yeah, it's because like, if you don't trust them because they won't explain their plan to you, you might end up looking the fool. I know that's it's a weird thing a in that film where message. it's like, oh, oh, why didn't you just say that that was the plan all along? It's not like the Empire can hear you. Yeah, you could have just explained to people, look, you're going to slip away. In mm-hmm. this craft, yeah, it'll be fine. While we distract them with the yeah. big craft, and then instead it's like, oh, I was very wise all along, Poe. You should have yeah, trusted me for no known. reason. I never even said, "Hey, Poe, I have a plan." Having never served under me, Poe. <laughs> having never <laughs> seen me in battle, you're a po. real prick, Poe. <laughs> you're, you're a, a real, real prick, prick for being concerned <laughs> my, about your my, people's safety. My favorite part is where she just full on shames him in front of everybody, even though he plays quite a central role in a lot of these things. Where he's like, "Oh, you're just a flyboy. Okay, just be a dickhead to me and expect me to like you. Okay, mm. cool, yeah, cool." There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on it's a weird there. Film. But look, I I don't think it's done very well, Michael. I don't I don't think the reaction has been It hasn't been enormously positive. All that positive. Um, it's probably going to make the least money of the three. A down which would make it a, a downward <coughs> a downward tilt for the entire trilogy. Look, um I think Star Star Wars is done, Ben. I th- I think it should be done though. But Ben, we Shouldn't had a good it? we had a good question from a good friend of the podcast, Doctor Stephen J. Cadwell. Yes. And he asked us, what's going to happen now? Because Star Wars is done and Marvel's done. What's next? What's next? Harry Potter's making a comeback. Is Harry Potter going to make a comeback? Oh, no, God, no. Oh, Harry Potter's not even done. They haven't even finished Fantastic. the trilogy of Fantastic Where Boasts. Are the Beasts. Yeah. yeah. 
Where, where are the beasts? Where are they all? Where are the beasts? Where where do we put the lads? Where are they? Um, but I don't know what comes next. There's a bit of a, a, a pop culture void to be had. Yeah. Now, isn't Maybe there? Cowboys will be back. Much to Shane's delight. Much to Shane's delight. Uh, well, here's hoping. I mean, I love it now, Cowboy. They won't come back, though. It's, 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 it's big these days, Michael. What was cinema like before superheroes? Gangster movies and cowboys. Was it? Yeah. That's, that's well, what it was. What was it like in the 90s? Scorsese. Was it gangsters? It was all just gangsters? It was all, all Goodfellas and, yeah. and buddy. Little neo-noir flicks like the Boondock Saints and The oh, Way of the Gun yeah. and mm. stuff like that. They became weird cult classics that yeah. nobody actually likes. But I'm they were like, oh, that was a real part of my teenagedom. I'm glad they're all gone anyway. Um, yeah. And The Matrix. <laughs> Let's just have... Matrix is coming back. Matrix is coming back. Which... Being, being rele- Matrix 4 being released on the same day as John Wick 4. A good payday weird. for Keanu, but but weird. But what a weird thing to do. Weirdly competitive. Yeah, I would have thought that Keanu would be like, "Hey, how about we you're don't breathtaking? Do that? You're you're breathtaking." breathtaking. <laughs> that was very good. Um, but Michael, we're not here to talk about Star Wars or the <laughs> Void because um, we've talked about <laughs> that for a very long bloody time. No. Um, to to answer Mr. Cadwell, I have no idea. No. Well, sorry, Doctor Cadwell. Yeah, um, Doctor Cadwell, Doctor Cadwell to you. Um, you call him Doctor Cadwell, <laughs> Mister. <laughs> That's a little Indiana Jones reference there uh, for everybody. What's his name? <laughs> Short round. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. <coughs> sorry, I'm dying. Mm. Um, I don't know what comes next, Michael. No, Transformers again. Hopefully, God no. Um, Benis oh, the Mickey's. Speaking of Michael Bay, I <laughs> yeah, just watched his new movie on Netflix, oh, Six Underground. Deep, deep Six. Deep Six. Deep Six. No, that's the that's the porn parody of the oh, new Netflix it? special with Reynolds. Um, but pretty good. Is it's it? Grand, grand little film. I've heard only negative things. You're the first person I've heard grand give a positive film. review of it. Look, it, I went into it knowing it was Michael Bay. Yeah. It's surprisingly restrained for a Michael Bay flick. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly restrained. It has Ryan Reynolds in it. It has a Ryan Reynolds. I enjoy a Ryan Reynolds in just about anything. Mm-hmm. Um... Look, it's grand. It's grand. It's a bloody heist film. Is oh, it? Yeah, son of a bitch, I mean. Is it? Yeah, Do yeah. they get the crew together? It's just, he gets a crew together. Do they spend an hour getting a crew together? He doesn't have, no, 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 it's it's in medias res. So oh, the crew yeah. has been established. Oh. And then we get we get how he found the crew to a series of flashbacks. And the people say, Ryan Reynolds, yes, you son, son of, of a bitch, bitch, I'm in. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, good. Pretty much. Is Taylor Swift in it? Uh, no, she's not, thankfully. Oh, she was in uh, our heist movie. Picture, she was remember? in our heist movie, but now we don't ever have to deal with Taylor Swift again because Until we've we... seen what Taylor Swift's like as a cat and apparently it's not bloody great. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. We will not, Ben. We are no, not no, entertainment weekly. I went in the morning well, you and didn't. then I took you, a I know, big... <laughs> I know for a fact you didn't. You took a big poo. You missed most of it and now you're going to give us your review. Anyway, the Mickeys, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. It's our annual show where we give out our coveted big Mickey uh, <laughs> to the our favourite shows that's very dirty um, and uh, this year yeah. we have tremendous Mickeys long lasting Mickeys for a uh, whole decade right Ben so we didn't do nominations because we're doing the Mickeys of the decade we're doing the Mickeys of the decade Mickey Michael. OTD which was given to us by Dr. Cadwell so Ben let's bloody start it we're not, again we're not doing a nominees because A you didn't do the polls and B <laughs> we didn't really have time sound <laughs> thanks for that I like how we're both taking responsibility but Ben gets a little bit more responsibility yeah, a little than bit more responsibility. you fucked up a little bit more a little bit more than I did so Ben let's start with film of the decade I know what mine is do you want to start and tell us what yours is that's a, that's a good question Michael I mean I've, I've thought about this long and hard okay by which I mean I haven't because I haven't had time to think about this at all um, now Ben before we answer the question yes are we saying just categorically the best film of the decade that's a very or, subjective thing Michael. exactly that's a very subjective thing or are thing. we saying the most impactful film the most surprising film the the like 
we're just saying film of the decade. So you tell us what your film is and then you can justify it for us if you want by just saying this is based on the quality of the film or the fact that it came as a surprise or the fact that it was iconic and will be remembered forever. It okay. could be just a very personal thing. If we're approaching it from the iconic... We're not. I've just said okay, that sorry. you can just pick one and then justify it. I was it? actually going to say Infinity War. Were you? Uh, but I was looking at it from the perspective of um, impact on the decade, um, a reward for fans to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I think people have invested over the last decade very heavily in the Marvel Universe. I think for a lot of people, it's their... And I'm, I, I, I'm very hesitant to make this comparison. It's their own it's, private Idaho. It's their own private Idaho or their own Star Wars saga, original it's, Star Wars saga. It's their rosebud. Yeah, if you want. And I think a lot of people have kind of grown with that series as we've mm-hmm. gone along. 2012 was a very big year for crossovers, mm-hmm. bloody Avengers. Um, and despite it not being my favourite film, Michael, um, you you have argued many times in the podcast, it is very, very much a thing that many people had been waiting to see for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's very fair. And the reason that I didn't choose Endgame, Michael, is because I don't think... Oh, you're choosing Infinity War. I'm choosing Infinity War. Oh, I thought you'd actually just misspoken. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I thought I'm, you meant I'm, I'm intentionally choosing Infinity War on a personal level mm-hmm. because I think it's a much better written film. I tend to agree with you, actually, um, believe it or not. I think it's better paced. I think it's a tighter film. I think... Not, not to say the performances are better. That's not true. Um, it has the courage of his conviction. It has end. the courage of his conviction. I think... Also, I did not expect that ending. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of a film that genuinely surprised a jaded superhero film goer... Mm-hmm. I could not believe that the snap actually happened. Well, yeah, well, if you throw back to us three years ago, Ben, we were saying, well, there's no way they're just going to kill off There's no the way they're just going to kill off everything. Because in the comic books, did. it starts with them killing off all the superheroes, and they're not going to do that. So, and then they bloody did. No one was more surprised than you. Such shock. Except me. Except you. Um, I remember sitting in the cinema, and <laughs> someone was sitting next to me, and they're like, you okay? And I was like, this is just so shocking. This is... I think it was me. I was no, I was in Florence at the time. Did you not go to see Infinity War? No, not with you. No, I, no, we I did. was in a, I was in a lovely cinema in Florence. Oh. Um, the the bloody Odeon in Florence, the Odeon. which I often yeah. sing praises about. Yeah. But I remember sitting there and people were like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "I was short circuiting in the seat, being like, no, no, but they can't, they can't end the film here. They can't because you see, because you see, we've been waiting. You see, um, and then it turns out no. So I, I think in terms of impact, in terms of genuine shock value for audiences, Infinity War would probably be one of my top films of the decade. Let's be honest, Endgame made its money. Not on its own greatness, but on the success of Infinity right War. Right the back of the thing. Also, I think Thanos is, is a shoe-in for one of the, the key villains of, of the decade. I think he was very well done, very well rendered. Thanos is the defining villain of the decade. Yes, I think there's, so. There's no doubt think in the so. world I think Thanos he did, is. I, th- I think he did a wonderful job. Mm. Um, I think he did a wonderful job. In terms, Are we doing honourable mentions? No, well, I haven't done mine yet. Oh, go on, so we go can on do, you do yours. It's Avengers. 2012's Avengers. You fucking son of a bitch. Um, again... It has been surpassed in terms of spectacle and scale. You're damn right, it time and time again at this storytelling, stage. characterization. No, the storytelling, dialogue, the storytelling, characterization, and dialogue. So good. He's very good. Avengers is a great film, and it, although it was pretty early in the decade, twenty twelve, a mere twenty, very early in the decade, very early. It, it is the fulcrum of the decade in terms of popular culture, in my opinion. No, you're wrong. Everything that has happened since then, or before then. 
is because of Avengers. That's very fair. It's why Star Wars came back. It's very fair. It's why DC wanted a cinematic universe. Very fair. It's why it's why Godzilla wanted a cinematic universe. Very it's fair. why um Universal Monsters wanted a cinematic universe. Thank God that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the mummy or am I? No. <laughs> it's Frankenstein's Dracula. <laughs> Thank God that didn't happen. So, uh, yes. You're, you're fair. It is a fulcrum. It, it, it is the hinge point on which popular culture turned. And it's hard to, to look back on it now and see the risk in it. Six marginally popular characters... Marginally. Fine. I mean, they were all B or C listers. Some of them even D listers at that stage. True. Never Hawkeye. had a good... Hawkeye. Who, Hawkeye. Who'd even heard of him? He'd had a, a 30 second cameo before then. But by golly, did they pull it off. And Ben, you cannot... You, you, A 37 year old me... How old was I? I must have been 30. I felt my life had built to that moment. Yeah. In a... Like I, other things are much more important, obviously, but in a but in a, in a pop in culture, a pop culture sense. entertainment sense, this which is what, what this podcast is all which about. Is what this podcast <laughs> is all about, Ben, and that's what I was waiting for. I recognise it is not the best film of the decade. Yeah, fair by a long shot. Yeah, fair. It's probably not even in the top ten. No, God no. But it is the film of the decade. A defining, kind yeah, of exactly. Characteristic of a decade. Even though it made, yeah, no. I mean. It made nearly as little as a third of what Endgame made. I think Fair. it just a billion, maybe just over a billion, maybe a billion and a half. It just, a cool billion. Billion. just a cool billion. Just a cool billion. A bare billion. <laughs> um, but no, it, very iconic. So for me, the, the movie, the film of the decade is Marvel's I'll allow that. Avengers. At the end of each of these sections, I'm going to pass it over to you. Yeah. Um, what did you think? Let us know down below in the comments or get in touch with us at Shomer Bilg. We might do a retrospective come might, January yeah, that'd be nice. and take a look and see who agreed with us yeah. and who didn't. Um, so at the end of each of these sections, do let us know down below. And just remember that define it yourself. Yeah. We're, we're not really into the business of of making a definitive list here. This is this is very much a personal Mickey. Yeah, you can say why. It's our own Mickeys. I would say, Ben, for example, cool. Mad Max Fury Road. Very good film. A better film. Very yes, very than much Avengers. So. Yes. For for sure a for better many film. reasons. A, an excellent film and a real surprise and a real treat. A real delight of the eyes and a feast it, for the visuals and it gave me my favourite costume of all time which, which you I, have worn I will, several times I now have to stop wearing because it's so worn out but um, a great film a really really amazing wonderful film wonderful in terms of, of of pushing female characters into the spotlight mm-hmm. giving them proper arcs yeah no, no arms though not yeah, no, arms. no you're not allowed to have an arm not allowed to have an arm um, you can have a bloody character arc or you can have all your limbs which one is it yeah. pick fair enough yeah, fair enough. I would argue that maybe, yeah. maybe Michael and I know we're going to get some backlash for this. Bloody Spider-Man: Homecoming, best Spider-Man film <laughs> that we've ever had. Uh, yeah, possibly. We're going to get a lot of backlash for that, no, but I'm okay with that. Homecoming was very good. Um, one of one of the best. You know, in terms of of different movies doing different things, mm-hmm. I think I think we've had a good decade for for defining moments. So let's do worst film of the year oh, of the God. decade. So again. Let us not be the one to define worst film. It could mean the most badly produced. Mm. It could mean the most disappointing. It could mm. be the most racist. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, there were it, moments. You define worst yourself. Uh, well, I, I suppose for me, Michael, yeah. I'd have to say Batman versus Superman. Oh, I think 
if if the criteria on which you've given us Avengers mm. 2012 mm-hmm. and uh, Infinity War, yes, um, would be very much the criteria that you could look at for um, Batman versus Superman. I am of of the two of us, Michael. Of, I am the more the DC orientated of us as a pair. Yes, I think more invested in the DC universe, and I suppose. I had grown up watching the Justice League cartoon series mm-hmm. and I had Justice grown League up watching Unlimited. Batman animated series, yes. uh, Justice League Unlimited. And I had always enjoyed the Justice League dynamic. They were like a more organized Avengers in my mind. They mm. were like a kind of a, a bigger clubhouse and stuff like that. And I had always enjoyed reading those comics and understanding the relationship between Batman and Superman. And then that film came out and it was Bitterly disappointing. Mm. Um, I had hoped for something akin to the new Marvel Universe. Something that could do that for some of my favourite characters. And they screwed the pooch, Michael. Um, in terms of characterization, In terms of understanding how those two superheroes are supposed to work together. Um, but even in terms of special effects, which had moved far past... Uh, what anything could do previously they did big grey scary hulking monster man big grey scary fire and smoke um, films it, it, a lot of laziness in those films that's my thought. that's my most hated trope of the decade big grey scary monster man big grey gribbly smoke and lightning fire in the background yeah, monster so I mean, men I think nothing is more guilty than than Batman vs Superman for well that. Batman vs Superman Justice League Justice League Wonder Woman but Wonder Woman wasn't as bad it was not the. I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the big grey, yeah, the big grey smoking venom. He has a big helmet. Yeah, he is completely CGI animated. Yeah. Venom. Um, I think one of the things that I really dislike, and one of the things that seems to be remedying itself slowly over this year, mm-hmm. is the over reliance on CGI. Right. Is, go on. is and I think not not to besmirch Zack Snyder in particular, but Zack Snyder will always choose CGI over a real shot. Because he just loves CGI. Come on now. He like it's it's true. Remember Watchmen? Yeah. But when did Watchmen come out? That Watchmen came out. No, that's not two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Oh, you're safe. Safe. I can't talk about Watchmen. That was very clean. That was that was a little less over reliant than Batman versus Superman or Justice League. It's almost like Zack Snyder leaned into the special effects a lot more. Mm-hmm. One of one of the key scenes that I would I would point out that as is in Batman vs Superman where Batman takes down all the, the, the baddies in That's the warehouse good, isn't it? I like that it's an interesting scene but there's a lot of special effects there that don't necessarily need to be there I don't there's think not there... as much practical as you would think I don't think there's as much CGI in that as you would think I think there is I think that scene is quite a lot of practical in it I don't think it is I think some stuntmen got really fucked up <laughs> yeah but I think, I think he, he overlapped it with special effects mm. Adam um, also I don't like his obsession with slowed down uh, epic moments in, mm. in film and he does those way too much well 300 caused that didn't it yeah it did um, but look for me disappointment of the decade or most Wor- disappointing film worst film on a per- worst film of the decade uh, would be Batman vs Superman I would tend to agree I was going to say Justice League but uh, Justice I, I League as, is a reaction to that yeah as an origin seed mm-hmm. for just just some messy choices on DC's part yeah Batman vs Superman yeah I think you're right even and Man of Steel a, wasn't that bad and there's a jar of piss in it, every film should have a jar of piss. Bloody jar of piss. What else is disappointing? Hellboy was pretty damn disappointing. <laughs> Hellboy was bloody disappointing. Um, as an honourable mention for mm. worst film of the yeah. year, just messy film, yeah. bad editing. Yeah, that's a very recent edition. That's last year. It is. I didn't like Underworld Blood Wars either. 
No, that was just pushing the franchise. That Look, was, that was just. Can, can you squeeze into that suit again, Kate? She can. She can. Yeah. Bloody can. Have you seen her Instagram? Bloody Kate Beckinsale. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway. Um, Look, I think in terms of biggest disappointments, it was probably that one. The yeah. one that I most wanted to see do well and just just couldn't do it. TV, Ben, let's get on to TV. Yeah, let's get on to TV. Again, we're not... We're, who are we to say? No great TV No great TV experts are we. I, I, I watch a lot of TV. We watch a lot of TV, but I don't think that qualifies us as experts. But what I was going to say is, who are we to decide on which criteria this should be judged? So, again, it's going to be very personal. So we're going to say... We're not going to say TV show of the decade. We're just... I'm sorry. We're not going to say best TV show of the decade. We're just going to say our... We're just going to say TV show of the decade. Yeah, okay. And I'm going to let you start this time. Well, uh, mine is pretty obvious to any listeners to this <laughs> to show. To anyone who's ever listened to this bloody podcast. Oh, no. All right, go on then. What do you think it's going to be? Is it Avengers? No, it's Agents not. Of Shield. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's Marvel's The Inhumans. <laughs> <laughs> I am, of course. <laughs> I am, of course, doing a joke. It's a Mickey's jape. Uh, it's a... Uh, my TV show of the decade, Ben, is a bit under the radar, maybe, but not if you want to listen to this. Go it's on. The Leftovers. Oh, you love The Leftovers. I do love The Leftovers. You love and the I, le- Why do you love it so much, Michael? Go it on. is very, very close to not being this podcast relevant, <laughs> for one thing. Uh, I mean, there's one supernatural happening in it at the beginning. Yeah, it's it's it's... It's very Almost close. It's very close to being remix. disqualified. Like yeah. there, are, there are probably less uh, supernatural, mythological, science fictiony things going on in that than in, say, the TV show Bones. Fair, but spectacularly well written, acted, cast, three tight ass seasons. Yeah, a, a very satisfying conclusion. Just fair, Mamma Mia, Chef's Kiss. Now, having said that, Ben. Yeah. We have had some very good shows this year. We have. We have. It's been a good year. It's a very easy thing to do, Ben, to do to, to fall into a recency bias. Well, because and it's fresh in our minds. Exactly. Michael. Exactly, Ben. So, I don't know if in if they had come out at the start of the decade, would we still remember as fondly Watchmen, which was spectacular? I don't think we would. Uh, the Mandalorian, which is also very good. Spectacular show. Uh, uh, there, there have been. A lot of... It's been a good year for sci-fi mm. kind of TV series. Yeah. And big budget sci-fi TV series. Yeah, because the money's being pumped in. Mike. Streaming has made a big difference. It has. Um, some of the Marvel shows were also very good. I mean, it's hard to ignore the impact of Daredevil Season 1. Daredevil Season 1 was a great show. It was a very, very good show. Great and very show. impactful. And uh, unfortunately, the Netflix shows, in my opinion, lost their way. Yeah, but I would argue that Jessica Jones season one also great very good. show, very one of, very possibly strong. Possibly one of the best villains that we've seen in a, in a superhero TV show uh, in a long time. As was the Kingpin from I from mean, Daredevil season yeah, one. Bloody Vincent D'Onofrio. You also Tennant. you also Ben when you're talking about this, and I, I have to recognize this in 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 my in my decision here. I gave film of the decade to the Avengers because of its pop culture, social, political influence. Yes. Very hard to ignore Green Arrow, or yes, as it's my called, goodness, Arrow. the whole CW end I of mean, the spectrum. Look at the bloody look what that created! This melodramatic, yeah, family drama about a, a part-time vigilante has blossomed into this a mad whole universe, universe, and arguably a better universe than any film universe they've attempted to put out. Certainly DC, yeah, yeah for sure. DC, uh, DC sorry, but yeah. um, what seven, eight shows have spawned out of it? 
Flash, Supergirl. Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Black Lightning. Black Lightning, yeah. Um, Lucifer, arguably. Arguably. Um, Constantine had a little run there. Constantine had a go. Had a hot minute. Uh, There's Stargirl coming out next year. Stargirl's coming out next year, which is bizarre. Yeah. I thought they were going to wrap up the CW-verse with this... Uh, no, apparently not. We're getting uh, Green Arrow and the Black Canaries, which is going to be his daughter. As oh, Green because because he's not okay. And yeah. yeah, no, it's he's going to be the Spectre. He's going to be the Spectre, mm. which is a I think I think it's a great choice. It makes a lot of sense because he would be the embodiment and of justice. And he's in a green hood. You have failed this universe. Yeah, yeah that'd be quite. And he's in a green hood. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can't. But I'm still giving it the leftovers. The leftovers is a much better show than than Arrow, it's very well despite written. its popular well Now I know that disagrees uh, in that. Case, case I probably should have given film of the decade to the Joker but I reserve the right to have different opinions about different things film of the decade to the Joker well in terms of like authorship and performance oh, and oh, show, I, don't, you know, I don't know about you know what I'm that. saying you know what I'm saying well, I, I, I'm not Ben I, I know you're not I know you're not what's your TV show of the decade um, I don't actually know Michael I'm I'm not as big a TV fan as you and I'm I'm suffering very much from recency bias Yeah. Um, so it's very hard for me to go backwards Michael as you know I'm a creature that exists almost entirely in the now mm-hmm. um, and so I don't really see future or past very well. Um, I have the memory of a goldfish. Um, so I've been I've been struggling to put one of these together. I think all of your mentions have been very very solid, Michael. Thank you. I do do um, I do do a bit of research. Yeah. Well, you're you're much more. You take this much more seriously than I, um, <laughs> Michael. I'm I'm really only there to maintain the podcast mm-hmm. Instagram, yeah. um, and occasionally agree or disagree with you for for entertainment value. Yes. Um, but I actually, in terms of of having a show that has really stood out to me Michael I don't actually have mm. anything I'm, don't I'm have a show of the decade crippling 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 lack of opinion alright um, well let's move on then yeah I think we probably should comic books comic books they also exist they also exist they're also a thing in many ways the origin of some of the stuff of we love of so much of what we've been speaking about mm. Michael um, but, I mean there's some top contenders regardless of how we look at it I think one of the ones that instantly springs to mind is Saga 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 I'd probably go with Saga to be honest if we're just we might as well just spend our load straight off the bat I think in terms of impact again Michael in Mm -hmm. terms of you know a real mover and shaker something that we didn't ever expect um, I suppose also a very clear signal to creators that creator owned things can do exceptionally well Mm -hmm. both critically and fanally <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yes, we, we, I think Saga would probably be one of the defining mm-hmm. um, comic books of the Do year. Do you think the, 20th, the 10s will be remembered as the era of Saga? The, the Saga of Saga? The Saga of Saga. The The problem with Saga, and the reason I won't say Saga, Ben, is that it hasn't wrapped up yet. It, it hasn't. We don't know how it ends. We don't know how it ends. It, it ends. could go horribly. Um, I think there are some other real key mentions there. Hawkeye. My Life Ooh, is a Weapon. By David Asia. Yeah, in terms of a creative effort, mm-hmm. in terms of something very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big, solid run there. Um, very interesting take on a superhero and how we could run him around. Um, so I, I think in terms of creative effort, in terms of new ways of storytelling, in terms of new visual challenges, um, a very solid call there. Um, I would also like to say that... that in terms of a, a comic book wrap-up of the decade, mm-hmm. the Hellboy wrap-up for me was actually one of the best endings that I've ever read for a comic book. Mm. It's not a... It's not, now, to be fair, Hellboy is not a series from this decade. It's from pre-this decade. Exactly. But in terms of a wrap-up, Michael, mm-hmm. in terms of a, a tying it all together with a, a pretty bow, bow. Um, 
I would argue that 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 had one of the best wrap ups. I'm looking around the the tiny room here, Michael, to see what else. We, yeah, well, I mean, my, let's be honest, Ben. My comic book, my. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on, keep well, it, it, we can't not talk about Invincible. We can. We talk about it in every decade? podcast. I mean, it certainly didn't start this decade, decade, but it wrapped up this wrapped decade. Up this and a good wrap up as well. It was well. a very, very good wrap up. I felt. Um, also, my my kind of choice for new comic of the decade is the kind of Jeff Lemire verse. <laughs> the Black Hammer universe. Yeah, that's, that's all very good. good but my personal favorite Ben, my personal favorite comic book of the 2010s was Transformers: More Than Meets the Eye. Of course, it was. And there is no surprise there. It look at the bloody room. Look at the room first of all. But it took Transformers at a time when Transformers was, I feel, losing its way a little bit with the movies. And, Absolutely. And you know, it's a silly, dorky ass concept. But that's that okay. Doesn't make any sense. That's okay. And it took the Transformers and it made them characters and it sent them on a fun adventure. You enjoyed it that. Didn't wrap up wonderfully. But I'm not including Transformers. What did what did it end up being called? Lost Light. I'm not including it's Lost not Light. Going there. I'm just including. I'm saying Transformers more than meets the eye. The original series. That's my comic book of the decade. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. Uh, I do actually have one now mm-hmm. that you mentioned it. But East of West, Michael. Oh yeah, you by enjoy Jonathan that. Hickman. I mm-hmm. really enjoy that series. And I suppose it's again recency bias is a tough thing to tackle in a decade kind mm-hmm. of look back. But I just saw it there on your shelf, Michael. And I remember this is probably one of the first comic books that I picked up independent of nothing. Mm-hmm. I liked the look of it, mm-hmm. so I picked it up and I ended up buying the entire run, Michael. Oh, very good. And it hasn't wrapped up just yet. We're just waiting for the last two issues, I think. But it's been consistently enjoyable. It's a Western with some sci-fi elements that mm-hmm. I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really fell for a lot of those characters. I really got invested in their arcs. So in terms of something that has consistently held my attention, Michael, and shocked me to my very core on occasion, um, it would be up there with Saga, I suppose, in, in unusual experiments. So I'm going to say East of West by the Jonathan Hickman and Nick Dragota. I don't think, Ben, there's any point getting into worst comic of the decade or most disappointing comic of the decade. Because... <sighs> We probably didn't Comics read are it. often disappointed. Yeah, we probably didn't read it. The new Spider-Man? I, yeah, I haven't really enjoyed the new Spider-Man, to be mm. honest, but that's a very recent thing and other things have been more disappointing. I know people... Bloody Tom King's Batman run on occasion. People didn't really like that. A lot of people were disappointed by Doomsday Clock, but... Uh, yeah, a lot of people were disappointed at the end of, of the, the bloody the bloody Dark Knight's Metal. A lot of people mm-hmm. didn't like that. That yeah, was a bit look, too crazy. We won't get but into comics that. comics are so messy anyway. Ben, um, let's see what some of the listeners said. Yes. Let's pull that up there. I had it. Great podcasting here from the two of us. Yes. Uh, so, <clears throat> bloody bloody friend of the podcast. Yeah. Infinity Action Art mm-hmm. um, gave us his best short comic book series, which was Doctor Star and the Kingdom of Lost Tomorrows. Which, which was funny. Neither of us have read. No, I have. Have I? you? Yeah. I have think the funny thing about it might be over there. I think the funny thing about that was we, I think Infinity Action Figure Art, who has a great uh, Instagram channel, by the way, that you should check out. That you should all check. Uh, he, I think, picked that up on our recommendation. And oh, your I, recommendation. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't love it. But he um, did. Yeah. I think... Uh, it it really speaks to family and fatherhood and things like that. And as you know, Ben, I'm not a father. No, no great father. No are great we. father am I. <laughs> so I think it speaks to some people on that level very deeply. I think it possibly does. Yeah, yeah. I think it possibly does. But anyway, that was his. That was his bloody shout. Um, he also said for the best comic series saga, um, and the best comic book writer of the decade. Oh, look. I, I, I can't kind of remember, but I think the only way to solve this is to put best or most defining. Most defining. The yeah. only way to solve this is to put one Jeff Lemire, one yeah. Jonathan Hickman and one Jason Aaron. In stick the same them in bloody a, box. Stick them in a cage 
and let them have a cage fight it's and like, see who comes well, out. Let's just have it as three forms. It's like uh, the Holy Ghost and the Holy <laughs> Father and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, they're, they're all the, the three forms of the same bloody thing. Personally, I find Jeff Lemire has been the most consistent. I think he probably uh, has. He I has think, the most original ideas. I think Jeff Lemire is probably the, the, the most. I think he has the best scope as well. You don't instantly pick it up and go, oh, this is a Hickman gig. Yeah, it's and just going to be some crazy bloody cosmic stuff going crazy on Crazy cosmic stuff and characters from the past. Little known characters from the past. They're Make back come back. and they're more powerful than the characters you know. Oh, Here oh, they are. Oh. Here's this guy. Uh, what does he do? Anything. Yeah, I, I think we've also kind of moved past, as comic book readers, I suppose they're our new generation. We've moved past our Grant DMs and our, mm-hmm. our We Grant DMs and our Alan Moores and our... Um, what's Warren the Ellis. Who's the cat that hangs outside the... Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis, Warren um, Ellis. One else, they're still they're big still names, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but they are being surpassed a little bit by lads it. who are a bit more inclusive, a mm-hmm. bit more embracing of things. There's a lot of old comic book tropes that aren't being repeated anymore. Um, we didn't have any weird, nasty rape scenes stuffed into our comics this year, didn't we? Uh, in the last decade, not from not from the new boys, not from from the Lemire squad. Oh, Less good. fridging happening in our comic books. That's um, good, isn't which it? Which is which is we're growing as a community, mm-hmm. Michael, and I'm quite yeah. happy to see that happen. Yeah. Um, moving on from there, Michael. What's the next category? No. Oh, sorry. We have we're a few just going to go through the listeners. See what else other listeners. Few more listeners. Yeah, things. Doctor Doctor Cadwell. Doctor Stephen J. That's Doctor Cadwell. Doctor Cadwell. To Cadwell to um, has been very busy and given us quite a list, mm-hmm. um, Michael. So, in terms of TV series, because we've already covered it yeah. of the decade, Stranger Things. Interesting. Choice. Going to strongly disagree with Doctor Cadwell oh. on that one, but that's okay because that's not what we're doing here, Michael. Yeah, we're not here to make a definitive list, Michael. No, we're just having it's a discussion. personal bloody thing. Uh, action movie of the decade. Mad Max Fury Road. It's very hard to disagree with that. With two parentheses. Yeah. Obs. Well, I don't know if it's obs because didn't uh, Judge Dredd come out this this decade? Very good movie. And didn't The Raid come out this decade as well? Very good but, movie also. Yeah. Um, sci-fi movie of the decade, controversially, Guardians of the Galaxy. Don't disagree. Don't disagree. Yeah. Love Neither Guardians of, us of the disagree. Galaxy. No two disagreeers are we. No two disagreeers. And I'm actually sorry, I kind of forgot to mention it when we were talking about favourite films. Yes, we probably should have slipped that in yeah, there. Again, really a breath of fresh film. air. Yeah. A breath of fresh air. Really, um, really enjoy that film. We had a genre performer of the decade, yeah. which I found to be an interesting category. Right. Um, Scarlett Johansson. Mm. Mm. She's, very, she's, she's done a lot of things. Tom Hardy and Benedict Cumberbatch were close seconds. I would also throw in... Tom Hardy. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> to see that you agree I've with just realised the there that that's who I was thinking of. Um, it's not who I was thinking of. Who was I thinking of? Uh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Another great shout there. Again, that might be a recency thing. Good Egg of 2019 is Keanu Reeves. He's a very good egg. Um, He's breathtaking. And Good Egg of the Decade. Now, mm-hmm. this is interesting. Go on. Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. Eh. Taika Waititi. Mark Ruffalo does a lot of charitable thing, charitable yes, political he's very, stuff he's a very aware man he very does seem woke. to be very pleasant he does seem to be a very pleasant man Taika Waititi is also there Taika Waititi Dr. was Cadwell. probably my favourite director of the decade I think probably the most interesting mm-hmm. uh, decade because he director. has influenced in no small way this podcast yes. first of all we with, have been very influenced by <laughs> yeah first of all with um I'm made of rocks. Um, I'm made of Thor rocks. Ragnarok was one of the, one of my favorite films as well. Again, a better film than Avengers, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, but you know, not as impactful. Such an interesting arc for the for the God of Thunder. And also, Ben, he gave us the phrase "good egg." Yeah, but I think it's interesting to see how Jason Aaron was influenced by Thor Ragnarok because mm-hmm. the characterization of Thor 
began to change oh, as yeah. a result oh, yeah, of yeah, Thor yeah. Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're looking at knock-on effects, Michael, of the decade. drops in the ocean that cause mm-hmm. ripples that lead to tidal waves, mm-hmm. um, that, that would be a pretty solid call. Take and, away he gave, and I mean, the irony of him being voted good egg of the decade when he, in fact, gave us the phrase, phrase good, good egg. egg. It's all him. Yeah. Um, it's all him. It's all Taika. Thanks, Taika. Uh, thanks, Taika. Um, and he was in The Mandalorian. Let's see what else we got here. My mind criteria... Oh, will I read out a little comment? Because he, he gave us a little justification, All right, Michael. go on then. Go on and read out so, a little comment. Um, I don't have Dr. Cadwell's voice down, so I'm going to use my regular voice. Oh, your normal voice. Um, my mind criteria uh, were how big was their impact. Uh, so, GOG, which is Guardians of the Galaxy, G-O-G-G. might not be the best... Uh, but it opened the door for comedy and silliness in superhero oh, sorry, films. Comedy, comedy. That's um, which your is, normal voice, which is <laughs> similar to comedy, yeah. um, but a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, likewise, Scarlett Johansson might not be my favorite, but she got a lot of genre stuff greenlit and was mm. in everything. Bad egg of the decade has to go to Trump, doesn't it? Um, politics aside, his rise to power has either caused or coincided with a whole heap of dull, nasty trolling and mm. bad egging that has severely impacted pop culture he's the troll poster boy um, yeah I don't know about that no. I, I think that culture existed before Trump and I think because that culture existed it led to the rise of someone like Trump but anyway look we're not doing politics in the podcast that's not what we do here Irishman of the decade was Becky Lynch oh Becky Lynch from the wrestling from the wrestling yeah. so he has an Irishman of the decade which is probably a category that we should have Michael we should bloody do it let's do it I'm going to say Who's it's bloody Michael Leonard oh thanks I'll say it's also me <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was going to say oh, you but I didn't good. I said me very good who was the um, most impactful Irish person in popular culture this decade it's a great question isn't it yeah it's, a, it's actually a pretty it solid question it might be question. Becky Lynch <laughs> I would actually say Martin McDonough who's Martin McDonough Martin McDonough is the screenwriter who's given us things like uh, Free Fire and um, bloody seven psychopaths mm-hmm. and you know he's, he's had a lot of influence in terms of getting his scripts out there and getting them getting them written up we're also seeing a lot more Irish people in in the comic industry in the comic Declan book industry Shalvey. Declan Shalvey who were, yeah. were two great Declan Shalvey fans are, are we, we. Yeah. Um, we have bloody we have our own we're seeing our own little comic industry mm-hmm. um, rise up we have Barry Keegan yeah. who we're a big fan of here at the big podcast of, yeah. um, but it's interesting to see that kind of little resurgence of, of, of Irish uh, makers and doers kind mm. of come forward. So it's just been a great decade for the Irish in pop culture all round. Yeah. Um Dolph Gleeson. Yeah, don't it's bloody, He's bloody General Hooks. He was General Hooks. He was in uh that I'm in love with a robot who's a lady. Ex Machina. That was yeah, that was it. Ex Machina, him and Oscar Isaac. Um look the Irish are doing okay. We're mm. we're we're chugging along. If um, Dolph Gleeson is he Irish? Who? Dovnal Gleeson. Yes, he's very Irish. Good. He's one of the Gleesons. Oh, is he's he? He's one of the Gleasons. He's Brendan Gleeson's son. Oh, Brendan Gleeson. Um, he's very bloody big. Merlin in the Hellboy film. What a turn there. Bloody Moore Street Merlin. Ah, oh, you bloody idiot. You're supposed to take the sword out of the stone. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. It was, really it was the other Gleeson brother. Yeah, we probably uh, should have thought about Irishman of the Decade a bit more carefully. That would have been a good. Ashling B is doing very well in the, in the last two years. Yeah, that's very recent, um, isn't it? Very recent. So it's a recency bias. But you can't argue the fact that she's been in a bloody huge Netflix series with Mr. Paul Rudd. Mm. I, I think that's a good shout on Becky Lynch, though, to be fair, because Becky Lynch is... She's Irish. She is. And she's playing Irish, but she's not going too much into the stereotype. She's not bloody Seamus. Yeah, she's not Seamus or that little leprechaun guy who's an insult to us all culturally. <laughs> Any more listener stuff They're there, Ben, before There's we wrap one up? more there from a uh, fan of the podcast, Poker Sundays. Poker Dot um, Sundays, man. Poke, well, it's just... Oh, po- uh, I've never... never you never got that, that before? Never Very got good. that before. Poker Dot Sundays. Um, and it's... Uh, well, we're going to do it I don't think she's into polka. 
it's not like poka poka poka, as in the the dance form. Mm. Oh, fair mm. enough. Um, Mick and Ben, you son of a bitch. I mean, yeah, so she she did a little throwback a little joke there. there. Best TV series of the decade, Stranger Things. So mm. we have a little agreeance there with Dr. Cadwell. Mm-hmm. Best duo of the decade, Mabel and Dipper. Yeah, um, very good from Mick and Ben Pots. are in the mix too. Don't worry. Oh, oh, very good. Oh, our egos. <laughs> Best superhero film of the decade, Thor Ragnarok. I'm made of rocks. Yeah, he is made um, of rocks. Best TV show uh, for building a sense of community, Game of Thrones. Oh, um, which is Game of Thrones, I think, with a typo. No, it's um, Game of Thrones. I think that's an intentional joke. Well, look, let's let's do a quick little few wrap ups there because that leads us into our our bloody uh, disappointments of the decade, Michael. Because that was a category that we had written down. Well, people were very upset about the ending of Game of Thrones, were weren't they? They were very upset. We could also argue that what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, Star Wars: The New Trilogy, mm-hmm. has been a very big disappointment yeah. for many people. A disappointment for me is that bloody Supernatural is still going. <laughs> Supernatural is still going. That's two please, decades. Please stop. Two it. decades. Please just stop. very disappointing to see that that still gets funding and mm. some of our favourite shows do not. My personal biggest disappointment, Ben, was the relative failure of Marvel TV. That yeah, the, the it kind real, of flopped for you. but The real just... promise of it's all connected. Yeah. It's all linked. And it wasn't. And it wasn't. Although Jarvis did show up in Avengers Endgame. Yeah. That was nice. But I mean, just if, if one person had come through those portals from TV. Oh, what joy. Oh, imagine if the Defenders had come through one of the portals. What that, joy. That would have saved the day for me for Marvel TV. But yeah, my disappointment of the of the decade, despite the fact that I enjoyed many of the shows, was yeah. Marvel TV. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. You okay. Right. That's all I'm fine. That's tough. I kind of, I, I, I enjoyed Game of Thrones. I really did enjoy Game of Thrones. Yeah. But, um, oh, I can't believe we forgot Spartacus when we were talking about TV show of the decade. Although that might have started in the previous decade. It's also definitely not a TV show of the decade. Oh, it was brilliant. Um, but anyway, uh, bad egg of the year, quickly. Quick of, the, of the decade. Of the decade, yeah. Well, it has to be Harvey Weinstein, doesn't it? I think he's still up there. He's still, like, the whole... Also in terms of impact and what he caused in terms yeah. of the Me Too movement and stuff like yeah. that. Like, very bad egg. Yeah. Like, he caused a whole movement. Look what he did. Also possibly Jeffrey Epstein. Or Prince Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> That's recency bias. I, I know, it's, it is recency bias, but oh, they seem like a right pair of pricks. Uh, um, very bad. Yeah, I think, I think in terms of... It... it in terms of podcast scope, Michael, it would have to be Harvey Weinstein. Wouldn't it? Because we, we, we circle just, the entertainment industry all the time. Otherwise, we're just going into politics. And <laughs> yeah, a lot of men in power in Hollywood. Bad eggs of the decades. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. There was a lot of lads with power that probably shouldn't have power. Creeps in power in Creeps in power in general. Um, thankfully, here at the Michael and Benjamin, we have absolutely no, no power, power in No power whatsoever. <laughs> Only a small um, amount of power over each other. <laughs> over each other. And even then, I don't even bother no, much. It's just no. Mick with power over me. Because yeah, I'm, I'm a jaded, washed up has-been. And I just kind of go with it. Oh, hey. Yeah. Don't you say yeah. that about, about yourself. That's nice. <laughs> oh, very kind. Any other categories there before we, no, we do it. a full-on wrap-up? Ladies it. and gentlemen, what did you agree with? What did you disagree with? Mm-hmm. What did you... What was your breakout kind of surprise of the decade? What, what kind of caught you off guard? Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Bloody late to the game but oh my god captured the hearts and minds of every last one of us Pikachu um, Pikachu now can go go feck <laughs> off and Baby Yoda's way cuter also possibly more powerful but that remains to be seen look they'll have a showdown eventually um, anyway look Michael that's it for us from the decade yeah oh, this yeah. is the last Michael and Benjamin's podcast of the decade of the entire decade huh. we've been going for three years now Michael I know <laughs> who would have thought 
And so on that note, that's it for the podcast. We're not coming back in the next decade. We're done. Um, we're out of here. Uh, no, just kidding. You'll see us in the new year where we'll have brand new ideas. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your chance to fill up our new year coffer. Mm-hmm. Um, we need ideas. We need thoughts. What would you like to hear discussed on the podcast? Mm. A Dr. Cadwell style question about what's going to fill the bloody what's pop culture the void? void? What's the future um, of popular what culture? What do you think the future of popular culture is? Chime in and let us know. As always, ladies and gentlemen, you can get in touch with us in many, many places. And tell people we're taking a two week break. I think that's important. Oh, we are taking a two week breather, ladies and gentlemen, because we're fucking. It's Christmas. We're knackered. <laughs> we, we, haven't, we, we both have a cough. No juice left in the tank. No juice left in the tank. I've, if, any, if, any, if anyone's listening, I've got loads of juice left in the tank, just so it's clear. I've got nothing. Ben's got nothing. I am a husk. Yeah. Um, if Entertainment Weekly are listening, we, just we can know, hire us. I'm cruising by here on like 10% power. And it's still better than your two reviewers that did The Witcher. (laughs) Um, You can get in touch with us in lots of different places. We are at shomrabug.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G. Dot com. I mean tiny room in Irish. It does mean tiny room in Irish. You can find us on Instagram at shownrebuild.com. I mean, it doesn't actually mean tiny room. No, it means it small room. room yeah. um, but we couldn't figure out what tiny was. <laughs> Shomrebug is yeah, probably what we would be great. Um, but anyway, you can also find us on Instagram at shownrebug. S E O M R A B E A G. That's it, because yeah. it's Instagram. It kind of means tiny room. It kind of means tiny room in Irish. Uh, we are on YouTube. If you're listening to us on YouTube, do give us a comment down below mm-hmm. or a like and subscribe. Every little helps. If you're listening to us on Spotify, give us now a follow. Our YouTube listenership, Ben, dwindles every week as people move over to Spotify and SoundCloud. They kind of do. I They're, think that's how it I works. Mean, it's just more convenient. It's just way more convenient. You can keep you listening. Have to keep it yeah, you can your keep pocket. listening when you play. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. pretty silly. Um, anyway, this is where podcasts should be. Um, we're also on Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us, give us a review. review. That can be your Christmas gift to us too. Or a Christmas gift would also be fine. <laughs> if you're Ryan Johnson, you'd have a rough year, okay? But chin up, you gave us one of the best films of the year. Knives Out. Knives Out. Bloody yeah. great film. Mm. And I think you deserved a little bit more than what you got for The Last Jedi, Ryan. Mm. Um, and I just want you to keep your chin up, okay? <laughs> to John Favreau and the gang over The Mandalorian, bloody well done, lads. Bloody well done. Um, and to Baby Yoda, love you. Love you lots. That's it from us. Bye. Bye, everybody. Happy New Year. See you next year, 2020.